SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Five minutes after six o'clock. Hilton Tarrant with you on the Market Update this Monday evening. David Shapiro of Sassen sneaking in just on time. Five, five, six. Uh, just making it today. First up, as always, Google it to Mfupi has your business news. And this in business today is brought to you by Westbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at westbank.co.za. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. The leadership of the African Development Bank believes that Africa should prioritize infrastructure investment and inclusion if it wants to stop its growth from flattening. The body still projects growth of 5.8% for this year for sub-Saharan Africa, far ahead of rates for the developed world, making it the second fastest growing region after Asia. BMW's sales rose faster in June than that of Audi and Mercedes as demand from China and the United States helped the German luxury car maker to extend a lead over its two main rivals in the first six months of the year. Sales at BMW's core brand were up by 9.5% in June compared with growth of around 8% at Mercedes and 5.5% at Volkswagen-owned Audi. And operations at two of Anglo-American Platinum's local mines ground to a halt today as more than 5,000 employees embarked on a wildcat strike, the latest such action to hit the industry. Turning to the markets now, the JCO share index has closed up in positive territory by more than 1.5% at 39,795 points. The rand's trading at 10 rand 20 to the US dollar, 15.21 to the pound and 13.14 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,234 an ounce, a barrel of Brent crude oil at $108 and the platinum price at $1,355 an ounce. Thanks, Gugu. And this in business today was brought to you by Westbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at westbank.co.za. What would an instant answer to an asset finance application mean for your business? Could it be the difference between moving and shaking, or just sitting and waiting? Apply for business asset finance at westbank.co.za and get an instant answer. T's and C's apply. Westbank. We know how. A division of First Rand Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider. Or speak to your affiliated dealer. MoneyWeb Market Watcher is proudly brought to you by the Graduate School of Business and Leadership at UKZN, shaping business leaders in Africa. Seven and a half minutes after six o'clock, David Shapiro of Sassman joining us. David, to mark it up nicely today, strength across the board. We saw the rand uh, coming a little bit better and now a little bit worse. Mm. <laughs> so pretty much mm. back to where we it's, were. It, you know, it's very hard to read the rand. I think what we're going to have to get used to is that America is going to lead our market in the next mm. few years. It's going to be the dominant market. We may or may not keep up with it. I don't think we're going to keep up at the same pace. You know, we'll muddle along. But uh, more and more money is going to flow in there as economic conditions pick up. And I think what I like about the market now is it's uh, normalizing. We're starting to brush off tapering. You know, even though your 10-year bond rates in the United States have kicked up quite a lot, perhaps more than they should have, uh, it hasn't affected markets. And we're going into the earnings seasons now. And the focus is not on the current earnings, but maybe what's going to happen next year uh, in corporate earnings. So I think they're going to be re-rating U.S. markets, driving forward, and that will just be the support base for us. But it's not going to be easy here. As you say, earnings season kicking off in the U.S. this evening. I'll cover the first company to report. And uh, listeners might be scratching their heads saying, what is this obscure aluminium company (laughs) got to do with our market? It's just 
traditionally the start of the earning season. And, you know, Alcoa is a downstream producer. It's not an aluminium, um, you know, it, it takes aluminium and converts mm. it. Um, it's never a really, le- I think, is it part of the Dow? I don't know if it is. I, I don't think so, but it's, uh, uh, it's, it's still, um, everybody watches it just simply because it's first out the blocks. And I think we're soon to be followed by a lot of the banks. And, um, you know, that gives you some kind of guidance as to how the earnings seasons. And of course, then you get the Googles and the, the Apples and everything like that. So, uh, but generally companies tend to outperform the guidance that they've given to the market. Brent crude, $107, mm-hmm. up 1.5% today. Just looking at the, uh, over under recovery statistics from the uh, Central Energy Fund, we are sitting on an under recovery after last week's <laughs> adjustment of almost thirty five cents yeah, already. Yeah, that means another thirty five cents increase in mm. the in in, in the uh, petrol price. Um, oil kicked up with the problems in Egypt, uh, and it was hovering around about a hundred. But with a weaker rand, it's going to make, you know, just going to mean another increase mm. in that. And all of this is, is, uh, is adding up quite a lot. And, you know, making things difficult for the consumer here because it does flush through, uh, the rest of the economy. It, it, you know, it, you'll find it hurting, um, all kinds of cost, you know, all, you know, inflationary effects are quite wide. Here at home, we saw some nice jumps in, in Old Mutual mm. up 4% mm. today. Steinoff, 3.5%. Mondi, 3.5%. Mm. Anglo, 3.5%. Yeah. A lot of gains. If you take it away, you know, if you take a step back, um, the concerning parts were that, that retailers came under a bit of mm. pressure. Give or take one or two shop right clicks stood out as gainers and that. But broadly, they were under pressure. Construction shares also battling a little. So South African Inc., South African economy um, not keeping pace with uh, some of the offshore companies, you know, those that 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 earn foreign, uh, you know, that, that earn dollars or do business outside of South Africa. Solom Investment Management out with a lovely infographic. They published this uh, last week sometime. Asset class returns. It takes us to the end of June. Obviously, we were a week into July already. Rock bottom year to date, South African bonds. Out of all the asset classes, Mm -hmm. down about one and a third percent. South African equities, up 2.2%. That's the broad index. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's if you put that in dollar terms, take a 17% depreciation. We minus 19 in dollar. The S&P is plus 14. Okay, I'm not sure exactly, but there's 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 a good uh, uh, 20 to 25 percent difference between offshore and us, but within that two percent, there there's some big gainers as well. Mm. Big gainers, big losers. Very big gainers, very big losers. This this uh, this infographic is very interesting mm. because it obviously shows uh, the moves in rand terms mm. only, and if you were invested in foreign equity. Mm. Your return in rands mm. is more than ten times what the return on the broader market mm. would have been here. Mm. That's so. So I'm not sure if you translate that into breweries and British American Tobacco, SAB Miller. What irks me, okay, <laughs> here you mm. are, <laughs> is that the rand appreciates, values of portfolio goes up, go up, and managers say, okay, I'll take some of that and take their bonuses <laughs> on that. And there are a lot of heads of banks and people like that who who are. Paying themselves massive bonuses or will pay on the basis that the rand is actually depreciated. Uh, when the rand appreciates and markets go down, they don't necessarily give any of that back.
<laughs> Speaking of banks, David, Investec, private banking, the monthly bank fees at Investec are now 350 rand a month from 295, so an 18% jump there. Is that my credit card? I don't know if it's your credit card, you better <laughs> I, phone I, your bank. I, I, I'm paying, I've got a credit card, and it's, you know, I've mm. always spoken very highly about Investec credit card, but their charges are astronomical and have, far, have gone up far, far higher than the inflation rate, you know. To the power of ten, I think against the inflation <laughs> rate. So um, it is a massive increase. Three fifty rand a month is, is is huge, and far greater than I think any other cards. And you've got to weigh that up against um, the benefits. Yeah. Just looking at some of the the company news on the market today. ACI this morning telling mm. us it was in discussions to dispose what it calls the greater portion of its property assets at Modifontaine. <laughs> now this is a significant piece of land. This <laughs> is a, a it's sizable. a game park. <laughs> it's not a significant. It's, it's actually I think you can fit the Kruger Park into it. It's huge. This goes all the way from mm. the back of Midrand, mm. the bottom of Midrand mm. on that road to to Kempton Park, all the way round, pretty much through Marlborough, well, that whole area. Uh, it's a massive area, 2,300 well, 2, yeah. 2, hectares. They acquired that when they had the dynamite factory because you couldn't have, you know, just in case the dynamite factory blew up, you had to protect people around you and you, therefore you couldn't buy housing. But that dynamite factory has moved and all they've got is the land. So, I mean, it's it's a very, very big piece of land. And if they can sell it off and develop it into townships and, uh, you know, of course, residential or whatever, even industrial area. Mm. It's ve- They've got that in Cape Town as well. Mm. They've, They've got, got that in the Cape Town. Mm. Yes. Mm. Big, big piece of land. So it's, it's, it's been in the balance sheet. People have not known how to value it. You know, it's only going to be value now that they sell it. The, the, the value is in the annual report. Uh, it's mm. under the investment property category. Mm. Uh, that piece of land and the piece of land in Somerset West valued at somewhere around 3 billion rand. Mm. That's big. That's, That's big in AECL. You see, when you ACL receive class. it in cash, I mean, what are they going to do with it? Uh, they've got to give it back to you. I'm not sure that they, they really need it. You know, they're bumbling along. Not That's the wrong word. They're doing very well. Roaring along. Roaring along. They have come right, you know, and uh, I don't think that, you know, it's part of the value of AECI. It's not really, people haven't really factored that in, in you know, to a large extent. Share up almost 3% mm. on the back of that today. Just in terms of 52-week highs and lows, Aspen cracking a new all-time high mm. over 235, a share group 5 ticking higher. We spoke about that last week. On the low side, pick and pay below 38, 37 around 93. Mm. I think, as I said earlier, I think retail is coming under pressure. And they, they you know, we, we don't know where they're going. There's not enough information to move um, on them. Mm. Uh, so, you know, we don't, we can't really judge where pick and pay are at this stage. It's going to take a couple of seasons, I think, for, for us to, to know whether to buy them or not. MoneyWeb Market Watcher was proudly brought to you by the Graduate School of Business and Leadership at UKZN. Shaping Business Leaders in Africa. The Graduate School of Business and Leadership at the University of KwaZulu-Natal offers a variety of programs to help you make your mark in the world of business. The interdisciplinary nature of our world-class programs enables our candidates to effectively deal with the complex challenges of an ever-changing landscape. If you're ready to make a difference, consider the university that is changing the world every day. The Graduate School of Business and Leadership at UKZN Shaping business leaders in Africa. Are you a pensioner or investor looking for a high-yield investment that will give you an above-average guaranteed return? Then Finbond Mutual Bank's limited offer is perfect for you. 
Invest a minimum amount of 100,000 Rand on a fixed term deposit and earn 9.5% per annum guaranteed. Contact us today on 0860-442211. Terms and conditions apply. Finbond is an authorized financial services and credit provider. Finbond Mutual Bank. It's my bank. 17 after 6. Today's top story is brought to you by MTN Business. Well, ESCOM today announcing that the first unit at Madupi, which was set to deliver its first power to the grid by the end of this year, will now only do so in the second half of next year. As recently as April the 22nd, that's 11 weeks ago, Chief Executive Brian Dahmer's told us that the December deadline was extremely tight, but that contractors had committed to it. We have indicated clearly last week when I was there that it's a massive challenge. We, should, we do not underestimate the challenge. It's a huge effort to achieve that. That is the commitment, really, that we have from our contractors. You know, they have to deliver against their schedules to deal with the issues that they have. They have given us commitments in that regard. We have put resources down to work and support them uh, to achieve that. Uh, That's what we're working towards. It remains a massive assignment to be able to achieve that, but that's what everybody's committing to working towards. Chris Yelland of EE Publishers joins us now. Chris, you've warned us numerous times again two or three weeks ago that ESCOM was never really likely to make that December deadline, was it? No, it wasn't. Uh, We had been told by ESCOM that, in fact, uh, a commissioning of the first unit or first power from the uh, first unit at Madupi was increasingly unlikely by end of uh, December. Uh, Now, you know, the minister has uh, publicly indicated that if it does not bring first power by end of December, heads will roll. Well, today they they, uh, announced that uh, it would not deliver first power by December and was more likely to be uh, middle of 2014. Chris, in terms of this project, it's already uh, more than two years late. This looking likely to be at least three years late now. Yeah, I would say three years, uh, bearing in mind also that um, uh, they're now talking about synchronization or first power from Madupi, uh, middle of 2014. That doesn't mean to say that the first unit at Madupi is handed over, uh, you know, for steady, uh, safe uh, commercial use. Uh, and that's going to take probably another six months after the middle of uh, 2014. So it's likely that the first unit will be handed over to the power station for commercial production by the end of 2014, which would mean the whole project is running about three years late, which means, uh, you know, we should have had about 2,400 to, to 3,000 megawatts of commercial power on stream uh, by the end of 2014. Uh, and only uh, the first 800 megawatt would be coming on stream. I can only assume that uh, given that we've had a, a fairly rough winter this year as far as supply and demand of electricity from ESCOM is concerned, next year is only going to be worse. It's likely to be worse. In fact, this year there has been a reduction of electricity demand uh, compared to a previous year, and uh, the expectation is that next year there could be an increase in demand above this year, which has shown a decrease. And, of course, that is going to make it harder. Now, it's hard to know whether this reduction in demand is due to, you know, a lack of supply on ESCO's side or whether it is really, you know, the general economy down or whether it's the lack of electricity supply that is causing the general economic downturn. I I believe that is a combination of both. Chris, the size of this project, the latest estimate was 91 billion rand. Uh, this latest delay putting that figure well through 100 billion rand. This is not a, a simple power station. This is a very, very complicated, very complex uh, power station by design. 
Yeah, by design, it's a world leader. It's the biggest dry-cooled power station in the world, coal-fired power station in the world. Uh, it has unique uh, challenges, um, and, and, and yes, it is at the edge of technology, uh, and therein, I believe, lies uh, some of the problems. Uh, on the cost side, um, uh, up to now, the cost has been stated by Eskom to be 91 billion rand, excluding interest during construction, mm. and that has been increased today. Uh, the, the, the estimated construction cost increased from 91 billion to 105 billion. So approximately a 15 billion rand increase, which is about 15% uh, cost uh, overrun uh, in this particular announcement. Uh, there have been uh, cost overruns in earlier announcements, but this particular one is about 15%. Uh, and as, I, as you say, about a, a six-month time uh, overrun in this announcement. But do bear in mind that price of 105 billion now excludes interest during construction, which is another 35 billion rand. And it also excludes what is known as flu gas desulfurization, which is a pollution control measure to take out uh, poisonous gases out of the uh, flu gas that would otherwise go up the chimney. That has not been allowed for uh, at Madupi yet. It's still got to be included, and that will come at a price tag of about 10 billion rand. So uh, all in all, uh, one's looking at uh, uh, 105 billion rand plus 35 billion for interest during construction plus uh, 10 billion for flu gas desulfurization. Really putting this as one of the most expensive power plants in the world too. Chris, just to close off with, where is the problem? Is the problem with the contractors, uh, both Alstom and Hitachi Africa, have had their own fair share of uh, interesting challenges? Uh, there's been a lot of industrial action on that site. I think Eskom is sort of laying most of the blame at, uh, at Alstom's door. Uh, but they have identified those three problem areas. The, uh, the boiler contract, which is um, Hitachi, the control and instrumentation contract, which is Alstom, and the labor issues, uh, which uh, they say affect all their contractors' labor. Uh, but I must stress that I believe that Eskom should not run away from its own responsibilities. In effect, Eskom is the lead player in uh, coordinating and uh, putting together this whole project and make sure it's properly integrated and it gets delivered in time. It has placed some 40 major contracts uh, you know, with contractors, mm. and therefore it assumes this lead responsibility to put the whole project together and to make sure it delivers on time. So, uh, you know, one can point fingers uh, left, right, and centre uh, and play the game, the blame game, but in effect, it is Eskom's responsibility to deliver that power station at the promised time, and it has promised certain dates time and again, and time and again they have uh, been uh, broken these promises. Chris Yellen there of EE Publishers. David, 150 billion and counting, that's uh, all in, that's with interest payments. Yeah. Interesting point that Chris makes is to what extent is the muted economic growth that we're seeing in the country a function of a lack of electricity supply growth? I don't know if we can call that. Hmm. Um, it's impossible to figure yeah, out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, even... Um, we haven't heard it from the gold miners. We haven't heard it from any of the miners. We haven't heard it from manufacturers. Um, what may happen is if there's an abundance of electricity, as we saw in the past with uh, um, the aluminium smelters mm. and those kind of things, that you can develop those areas, you know. So, 
but but I I haven't got a, a a quick answer for that. But I think what does distress us is that this started out at 80 billion. You know, now you double the price. It means it's going to take a lot longer for it to recover, and it's got to translate into higher costs somewhere down the line, higher charges down the line. Today's top story was brought to you by MTN Business. With MTN Business ERP, your business reports directly to you, meaning you get a complete overview of your business's operations at any given time. And because it's hosted in the cloud, it's a lot more affordable to get a full resource planning system powered by SAP. Visit mtnbusiness.co.za for more info. Welcome to the new world of business. 25 and a half after 6. Well, in our market commentator weekly feature this week, we spoke with uh, Walter Aylett of Aylett and Company. We spoke about his investment philosophy, the so-called new normal. We spoke about offshore exposure in his funds. His fund commentary on his annual letter to clients provides some valuable perspective. I asked Walter about what we miss while chasing weekly, monthly, quarterly reporting cycles. Well, uh, it's quite easy to think long-term when it's all your own money. Mm. A lot of our money is with our clients. Uh, secondly, um, you know, I always draw an analogy between a golf game and investing. If you're going to ask me every after every hole that I've played how I'm doing, I'm not going to play golf pretty well. But if you ask me after 18 holes, how was your day? I can tell you I did well on the first three, the last three, back three, you know, and I can give you a, a better story. And I, I think that's what our job is. It's about staying on the fairway. It's about the other person trying to hit it hard and going off the fairway. And and what we are just trying to do is, is stay out of trouble, and that's a lot of hard work. You can't do everything. We're a team of three to four people. Um, and so to try and act like you know what's happening every week, every month, you're, just, you're fooling yourself and your clients. Along with that patience, uh, obviously comes a build-up in cash because yeah. that, that patience means inaction. Um, it, yeah. it, it means not acting, even when fund managers, by and large, and I know I'm generalizing, but yeah. fund managers are paid to act. Uh, wealth managers are paid to act or seemingly paid to act because the, the perception out there, and I read a fascinating article in, in the Wall Street Journal last night, uh, the perception out there is if, my fund manager or my wealth manager is not acting. It means he's not doing anything. He's not doing his job. Well, by not doing anything, you are making a decision. Hmm. You know? And as long as you're telling your clients how you're going to do it, uh, in my opinion, you've told them, I'm not going to invest until the odds are in my favor. And, uh, you know, and that's what investing is all about, is the probabilities of success should tilt in your favor. Now, we tell our clients, Regularly, if, if something's changed quite dramatically, we, we're not going to use the money. We tell them. And they give us the money, and, and the privilege that we have is when circumstances change very fast. We can act very fast without having to pick up the phone and wait for the money. I'll give you an example. Um, last, last week, I think it was, um, a company that, that we went over the 5% limit, we had to notify um, that we were over 5%, mm, which mm, is a company called Delta. And I don't know why someone was selling it at a ridiculous price, but it felt like to me that they were a forced seller. Maybe there was a withdrawal of their fund or they lost the mandates. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But because I had the money on hand, I could execute. But to have had that money, I've had to be patient the last year or two. And, 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 and that's the beauty about having dry powder in the corner. 
Now, if you want a 100% equity mandate, which is what we do have, we've told our clients, well, our natural default is they have 20% cash. That 20% cash will immunize with derivatives. And then they get us, they still get our stock picking skills on the other 80% or 70 or 50 or whatever the number is. Uh, but they know up front. So I, I don't think it's, it's, it's true. Uh, that that we're not making a decision, and 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 you, I tell you, when you know you're making a decision, when 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 you're left behind by the crowd, and they're all making lots of money, and the markets keep on going up, but you don't go, you go sideways. Mm. That's a decision that you've made. But of course, when the, when things fall over, you look very good, and then everyone says, "Well, what a great decision you made. Are you worth every cent I've paid you?" And again, remember, I keep on coming back from this perspective: all my money is with my clients, so. Why, why must I lose money just to keep short-term happiness? Mm. If I'm going to get fired, I want to be fired for being conservative. I don't want to be fired for losing money. It's Walter Aylett there of Aylett and Co. Fund Managers. Well, it was a day where the JSE ended up 1.6%, 39,795 points. We're seeing U.S. markets stronger at the start. The rand is a 10.19 against the dollar, pretty much flat for the day. This has been the SAFA Market Update with MoneyWeb. Full transcripts online at www.moneyweb.co.za. We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow. It's 6.30 now and time for game plan.